Welcome to the Reckland Talks podcast. We're sponsored by the Louisiana Land Bank, the Winsboro, Louisiana branch office. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'm Pat Porter. I'm the broker for Reckland Realty. Here we talk about the rural real estate business and ideas and information to help you better manage and enjoy your own property. In this video, I want to tell you my three-step little secret for dealing with a client that as of today, I've closed at least 17 different deals with. Maybe more, but I was counting them up on the way to the title company and I could remember 17 counting today. So first thing I do with this gentleman is that I accommodate his preferences. Um, he's got some certain things that he does on every track that he buys, and it's just going to be that way. And instead of me being hard-headed because it doesn't fit an exact list or checkbox of things that we do, um, you know, I just go with it. Uh, it doesn't violate any rules or regulations, breaking laws. It's not unethical or anything, but he just has preferences about how he goes about buying and selling tracks. The main thing that uh, he does in he, when he's buying a property is he does his own title work. Um, I'll give him all the information on the track that he's interested in. He'll go to the courthouse and pull all the records and, and look at everything, and he'll do his own title work to his own satisfaction. Second thing he does is he, he likes to draft his own deeds. Um, it's just he knows how to draft the deed. It's not complicated, especially here in Louisiana. Um, it's just got to be a certain form, have certain information, done deal. So he'll draft his own deeds. I'll send him all the information about the sellers. I'll send him some other information about addresses and tax ID numbers or social security numbers, whatever he needs to have all the information for the deed. Then he'll draft it. He's already checked his title. And so then we'll just coordinate things with the seller in front of a notary where everybody signs. He then gives the seller a cashier's check for the, the purchase price and it's good to go. Done deal. Everybody's happy. He then goes and records the deed himself. And so it's just settled that way. So I just accommodate his preferences and folks, that's a, a kind of a good thing to kind of get under your belt. Not everybody's going to do it exactly the way you learned how to do it in real estate school. As long as you're not violating any rules or laws, Hey, just be a little bit flexible. This gentleman is a pro. He's bought and sold a lot of property over the years and he knows what he's doing. He just likes to do things a certain way. And I try to accommodate that the best I can. Hey, let me tell you the second thing that I do for him. Uh, and this really kind of goes toward him buying a property is that <clears throat> I keep it simple for him. I really do. Um, he does not tolerate any nonsense when it comes to somebody making a deal complicated or having a lot of contingencies or nickel and diming over, you know, prorated property taxes for a month or two. So anyway, that stuff, he would rather miss a deal than have to get involved in all that. He does not like it, doesn't understand it. Not, not that he's dumb, but he just doesn't understand why people want to make things complicated when they could be made simple. And it annoys him. So I had all of that off when somebody's making an offer on one of his properties that he's got us selling. And then I tell him up front, I say, listen, the only way you're going to make a deal with this gentleman is, well, the price has got to be, you know, you guys have to agree on a price, but 
do not send an offer with a bunch of nonsense in it or a bunch of complicated stuff or a bunch of contingencies. If it's not a straight, clean, simple offer, he's just not going to engage it. Now, it can still have a lender or something like that. That's understood. But to, you know, to have this contingency and that and this and that and all the stuff and you pay this and I'll pay this and you pay this and you pay this and I'll pay this. No, 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 no. Keep it simple. And the way to keep it simple with this gentleman is make your offer and you pay all the closing costs. Now, when we're dealing with a land transaction, paying the seller's closing costs traditionally is not much at all. We're talking about a deed, prorated property taxes. Now, the seller's going to pay the commission, of course, and the seller's going to pay to fix any title issues. But don't start nickel and diamond him over prorated property taxes and the deed and, and splitting the title policy and stuff like that. He'll just pass. So I head that off with the buyer or the buyer's agent and tell them, hey, calculate that in your number, but make sure your offer is clean, simple, no fuss, no muss. Keep it simple. The other way of helping keep it simple is I make sure I check all the details before we get to the title company to make sure I've looked at the settlement statement, I've looked at the deed, I make sure everything is just right, just what we agreed on, and then I tell him in the parking lot or in the lobby, hey, I've looked at everything, everything's all good to go, you know, just wanted you to know everything's just like we agreed to, and he still glances over stuff there at the closing table, but usually he's signing while he's glancing because he knows that I, I take good care of him, our company takes care of him, and, and if I've told him I've looked at it and it's good, I've looked at it and it's good. And so I take all of that out of the equation, keep it real simple in the terms, keep it real simple in the closing process. So he's in and out with a check, shaking hands, hugging, visiting, and everybody's happy. So those are two real good steps so far. Let me tell you the third one. Hey, the third thing I do is I tell him the truth on pricing. When he calls me, uh, with a tract or a package of tracts that he wants to list and I go look at them, I get back with him, I give him the straight up numbers. I say, hey, this is gonna sell this to this an acre, 1,800, 2,000 acre or whatever it is. I give him a straight up range, real tight range, exactly what I think the market value is. I don't try to puff it up so that I'll get the listing or anything like that. and I, Or I don't try to push it down low thinking I'm gonna trick him and it'll be an easy quick sale for us. I give him the straight up mark, what I think the market value is, and we're usually pretty close. Sometimes he says, no, Pat, I really, man, I really need to get a little bit more, and I think it's X, Y, Z, and I'll look a little closer and try. A lot of times he's right. Other times he'll go, Pat, there's no way you can get that for that property. And I go, I'm pretty sure I can. I got all the numbers to show that we can do it. Hey, the third thing I do is I tell him the straight up truth about pricing. Uh, and you say, well, Pat, everybody would do that. No, not everybody does. There are uh, real estate agents that'll really puff up a number to make sure they get a listing or uh, other agents. And I've seen this happen too, just because they've got a guy that's real trusting, a customer that comes back to them over and over, is they'll kind of push that number down to be able to try to get a quick, easy sale out of it. And I, you know, so it goes both ways, but I just go and look at a property when he wants to sell it or a package when he sends me a package of deal, uh, tracks to go look at and I'll get back with him and I'll give him the, the range I think, you know, 1800 to 2000 an acre, whatever the range is. And I just narrow it down and get it as tight as I can. 
most of the time we're in agreement, but sometimes he'll go, Pat, I, man, I, I think that property's worth a little more than that. And, you know, and I'll look and we'll try it. A lot of times he's right. Other times you go, Pat, there's no way you're going to get that for it. And I go, yeah, I think we can. I mean, I've got comps to show it and stuff selling for that in that area. So, you know, it kind of goes both ways. But I tell him the truth on the pricing, and I've done it over and over again. And so he pretty much trusts me, and we put a realistic asking price on these tracks. And we're able to get them sold that way and turn a lot of properties because we're not asking a pie in the sky, stupid kind of number. Uh, he's a real seller and he's not trying to, you know, if they pay me that, they pay me that. Or if I sell it, I sell it. If I don't, I don't. He's not like that at all. When he puts a track on the market, he's trying to get it sold. And so we put the number on it that, that we know that I think I know and that he's pretty confident in that it ought to sell for. We may ask a tiny bit more than what we know it ought to sell for so that we got a little room. You know how you got to have a little negotiating room. It's just the nature of the beast. And that's how we do it. So we put them out there. They're priced to sell. And he keep it simple. Uh, make the deal straightforward. And consequently, uh, as of today, it's at least 17 different deals that we've done with this guy. And I've got other tracks listed. We'll, we'll sell some more before the year. That number will be well over 20 before the end of the year. So anyway, I hope some of these little ideas help you. Everybody does it different. Go about it the right way. Build some long-term repeat business with good clients. It'll make all the difference in the world in your business. There's some more videos. Check them out.